Hey everyone. I think um, the expression, you know, do you know where the bodies are buried, is an apt one for this journey. And it seems to me that this cleansing is like a trauma happened to you at some point early on, if it was in that kind of bare consciousness place, that twilight, that dawning of your arrival. And, you know, that's where the incident happened. And there's, again, there's a moment before and after the incident. And around that incident, a whole jungle is built. I think metaphorically, that's really what happens if you're unable to process a massive trauma. So there's a freezing, there's a paralysis, and there's a burial. And that burial, it's almost if you imagine your mind as this intricate, sort of massive, you see those kind of 3D holograms of all these wires, right, that kind of grow around this one thing. In the middle of that, all those like filigree um, strings of energy is this plot of land or this place where there's this sort of this stain, this blockage, and that's where the trauma lives. It's, it's buried in amidst thousands and thousands of thousands of these, I would call them like, you know, strings of energy, They're entangled, thousands of them. And the, in the medicine, what the medicine is doing is taking down all of those strings all of those stories, all of those strategies, everything. And it's interesting because for me, in my first foray into just removing the strategies, I was taken into the jungle by this little elf, little nymph, like here we go. After she'd cleared out all the um, kind of the ego part, the defenses. And so that was the culmination of that journey after five years was my confronting the predator. I finally saw him. I finally could face him. I had to, you know, dump basically my whole family to get there because I was protecting everybody. So that took quite a while. And then that foray, that, you know, basically the cutting down of that jungle or those um, energized strings of energy was the first half of this journey. The second half, and again, I thought, well, we're done. You know, I got to the person who sold me. I finally faced him. But actually now I have to go into the ground, into the underworld, right? And I have to unbury, I have to go to that first moment it happened, to what happened to me. That he sold me is clear. That I got a taste of what happened was very clear at my last ceremony. There was a huge release, a whole empowerment of myself when that was seen and shown, etc. And I faced it in a ceremony, which was, I literally felt like roadkill. But there was a release, there was a puking, there was a, a massive release in my system. 
So these things are living in you as blockages and paralytic energies that hold you hostage. Hold you hostage. And you can't access them. Why? Because you're smothered with, you know, these jungles and layers and overgrowth of stories and strategies and terror, all emanating from pure terror. So the second part, when I thought all that was ended, it was here, you know, I was up in the sky, I, you know, burned the past. But that was only the treatment plan for the next layer in which face-to-face with a black jaguar, black panther, which is basically the king and the queen of the jungle and of the underworld. Now is the journey into the underworld. Now, we're getting closer to the first event. And what I realize is in the terror of being sexually abused, of being taken to be sexually abused, I blacked out. I went unconscious. But even though I was unconscious, I was still being abused. So all that energy upon my little body, even though I was blacked out, lives inside of me. I need to get, expel all those energies and get to the first moment the trauma happened. So again, I repeat, there's a moment before something terrible happens to you and there's a moment afterwards. The moment before, you're connected to your soul, you're at one with everything and the damage is not just what happens to you, it's the severing of you from divinity, from your authentic self. It's, a being, it's like being thrown out of the garden. And from then on, at that point, you are at the mercy of the predator or the person that hurt you. You become their recruit, their slave, their prisoner. You're thrown out of the majesty of love and oneness and authenticity and flow and all the things that your soul, the work your soul was going to do on arrival. The minute that happened to my little girl, the minute that trick happened, that betrayal, that abuse, that horror by her own parent happened, her soul left, right? My soul buggered off. It's connection to divinity, it's purpose, it's sanity, gone. So now you're ousted in the middle of the desert. You've been taken by darkness into the dark, held hostage. So this next part of the journey is the journey into the underworld of demons and darkness and in this instance pedophiles and that energetic imprinting of that filth and squalor and scum on my system to cut those down 
so that I can finally reconnect with my little munchkin at the moment and then allow her soul to be returned. In the ceremonies, many of the Shipibo will talk about soul loss because of El Susto. El Susto is an overwhelming terror that happens at that moment. And your soul loss. And in the ceremonies, they're calling your soul home. They're calling your soul to come home. Some souls, I don't know if they ever come back. But I am determined to return all of it and to expel every breath of this horror. So all of it is a cutting down all of it is a disentangling, a removal, a cleansing of every piece of you that has been built in reference to the dark, to the trauma. Because if there's been an overwhelming trauma, you are going to build for the dark. You are building out of terror. You are building out of fear. That is not, um, you know you that's again a sort of a bad piece of pottery on a potter's wheel badly shaped traumatized paralyzed ill-fitting wrong and lifeless it's it's a it's a burial ground the moment a trauma happens there is a removal there is a flight of your soul and the shock and the inability to process. In mine, it was my own parent and vile men, right? That whole circumference, that whole cauldron of frothing evil, that energetic stamping. Now, again, you don't see this. I mean, I don't, couldn't see any of it. I had a perfect cover-up, and you will create a cover-up. It will be uncomfortable, and you will take medication, and you will see a therapist, and you will try to figure out why you feel so fucked up or uncomfortable when you you seem to have everything, right? Perfect husband, perfect house, perfect children, perfect whatever. They're in like the sort of the bubbling cauldron of truth, hidden. I talk about like, <clears throat> you know, covering up a rotting piece of meat with the finest Michelin sauce. And all of this is happening in a dimension you cannot see. In the ayahuasca, you're opened up to this healing dimension. And you're taking on this journey in another dimension. It is not happening here but it is affecting here. And so you move between these two worlds. Equally as valid, not one more valid than the other. One is more material, the other one is ethereal. It's happening in energy. So, 
if you have trauma or you live in this sort of uncomfortable place, I feel like I've been on hot coals for the last 60 years. Just, I can't, it's just hot coals. Nothing ever settles down. Nothing ever just is. It's always, you know, there's another hurdle to jump. And whilst I believe that there is a constant evolution and we are in constant change and shape-shifting and, you know, there is no arrival or destination, it's always on the go, it's very different to be conscious and unconscious. So the thing about trauma and its effects is you can't see it if it happened early on. You might have the symptoms, depression, anxiety, all sorts of mental health issues. But to actually arrive to the essence and the core and, you know, the burial ground or, you know, the scene of the crime, that's really what you're doing. You're returning to the scene of the crime. In that moment that that trauma happened, and again, it can be anything, that was so overwhelming that you shut down. There's one point where it's happened. It's that first moment they hit you, whatever happened, they screamed, I don't know, whatever it is that happened. That moment that you, it was too overwhelming for you, has been frozen. In that moment, your soul left. In that moment, you blacked out. You put it into the shadow, whatever you wanted. But it's, it's, you've gone. Your soul, I, I see it very much in an image where I'm just, I just drown. I go to the bottom of the, the deepest Mariana Trench. I'm just at the bottom looking up at the light. <clears throat> and everything I build is pure, you know, fakedom, it's pure defense mechanism, it's, it's just a cover-up. It looks good, it talks really well, it has intellect, it has, you know, it doesn't have any emotion, but it has intellect. And it's always trying to figure things out. And it's protecting them. Again, I didn't know that. So this whole uncovering, unraveling, this cutting down of all this energy is to get to the original, the very first moment that that happened. And again, it takes a while. First, to dismantle your ego that's uh, you know, covering it up, that's very powerful. You then to actually go into that space and see the events and blah, 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 and, and then actually confront it energetically. I mean, it's not a thought. Nothing here is thinking. It's all energetic. So you actually relive and you, you go and confront and you see them. The next piece is you have to relive. You have to see it. You have to have the courage and the strength and the tenacity and in a way, it's a test of the love for yourself. 
how willing are you to go and see everything again for the love of your being and bring back your soul now you know there are all sorts of missions in life you know i want to own a big company i want to climb the himalayas everybody's on their own mission but if you have been traumatized the healing is the mission it doesn't matter how many cars how many ferraris how many how much real estate you have all that shit it's great but if you don't have your soul it's like going from one empty castle to another you will never have a real relationship with anyone you will never do anything of any real substance um it will all be vacant it will all be empty because you have no connection to your soul it will try i think for me the distraction was huge you know it was one after the other after the other right this will work or that will work or this will fill that up that it doesn't nothing will you will try everything and nothing will work and the healing is this walking home it's going back through the jungle of all your strategies and cutting it all down it is then unburying it's going into the ground into the underworld into the place where this thing happened and that is truly a test of love for yourself i mean i do not want to be in the underworld thank you very little but i have to you know once you're halfway up the, the mountain you're not going to suddenly come half back it's you know the 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 closer you get the harder it is it's going to get harder and harder as you get closer and closer to the original scene of the crime and it's going to test your love even more it's going to test your will your courage it's going to test you how far are you willing to go to get your soul back to be connected to your soul to be connected to your truth so again there's nothing you know ladi dar or chanty about this or let's all sit in a circle and you know make bad things go away <laughs> right it doesn't work like that yeah you know in this journey it's it's fierce you have to be fierce and loyal and fearlessly honest which is very difficult you know to give up the version of who you are or who you were or what you built it is very difficult to finally see your parents for who they are whatever happened for who they are 
to have to disband them so you can do this journey, to give up the protection of them to do this journey. You're, you're really being asked to do a very big thing. They call it the hero's journey. They call it all sorts of different things. It is the willingness to battle the dark to get to the light. And, you know, if it's very bad trauma, it's, it's a tough journey. No doubt about it. You know, everybody has a different mission. Somebody's going to be a rock star. Somebody's going to, you know, own half of um, the world with whatever. But it's, we're all on these very different journeys. Right. If you're on the journey to heal, it's going to demand a lot of you. I think, um, and it's a fierce loyalty to yourself too. I mean, you have to want yourself back like there's no tomorrow. For me, it's almost, it's, it's like, the closer I get, the more things are being torn down. So my, in my strategy to survive, I have a lot of distraction <coughs> and stories. And they've all been thinned out. There's no way I can hide under a, you know, a Netflix show. Or It's, it's kind of, it, it, the closer you get, the more it looms up in front of you. So the cleansing of, of all of you that you've built for st- of strategies, etc., to survive are being dissolved. And as they are dissolved, so kind of the soldiers of the, the, war, the, the, the you know, the, the militia of the dark shows up more and more. You've covered it up. I mean, that's what you do if there's trauma. You've covered all, <clears throat> you don't see any of this. As you clean out, as the ayahuasca, really it's the ayahuasca, and your willingness to surrender cleans out all the horror so the fog is removed and this, this dark militia of energies looms closer and closer. And that's who you have to face. You have to face, you have to relive the unrelivable. Which I certainly, you know, do not really want to relive, but I have no choice if I want to be home and free and connected and... <clears throat> Right, so I think that's why it gets harder because the closer you come, the closer you are to the scene of the crime, the closer you are to all the pain, to the horror, to the truth. And even though it happened when you're four and I'm 60, it's still a terrifying ordeal, but one that I am willing um, to face little by little. It's inevitable. It's those things that you avoid, like, I really don't, I hate injections. Like, I really don't want to have that injection. Just at some point, you just got to go do it, right? But all along the way, you know, the medicine gives you, you know, this cushion of unconditional love and tons of courage and tons of support for you to go in there. So when the event happens to you as a child, there's no one. You feel like you're alone, right? The parents doing something awful to you, you're alone. 
you don't believe, you've kind of lost the trust in the world, you've lost your trust in everything. You've been, it's a huge betrayal, it's like a broken heart as a child. You're just, it's horrific. So there's no trusting anyone and that's why you agree to cover it up or build what it wants or whatever it is that you do. You've lost your connection to divinity, you've lost your faith in a way in this divine presence in love. You've, 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 you're making everything up, really. Because there's no one on that landscape that's... I remember perhaps one or two occasions of someone, you know, I felt there was some unconditional love. For the most part, it was all a negotiation. So you don't trust the world, you don't trust anything. You think, well, this is what society wants me to be and this is who I'm supposed to be and this is what these people want me to be. I'm just going to go do that. And also you bury it so you don't even remember. I don't remember anything that happened. Nothing. So it's really like opening a whole other city inside of you. You know, you've been living on this little iceberg in the middle of the ocean and suddenly, like, this whole city of demons and darkness and shit is opened up. <clears throat> and now you have to go in there. And you have to have the fortitude and the strength and the courage to go in for yourself, for your child, for your soul. And dump everything that you've known. I think in the last ceremony, it was very funny. It was not very funny, but it was a really difficult ceremony. Absolutely. It was the worst but, you know, at the end, I was, there was just fire everywhere around me. Just, like, burn the past, burn everything, burn it. There was nothing there. And in a way, that's what you're doing. The closer you get to the, to the, uh, the scene of the crime, the, the closer you get to opening up all those caverns that you've locked away, the more you're just releasing and severing all your ties to that past all your the stories you've built and you will waver and you will question and you will doubt right and you have to keep trusting the medicine and surrendering to the ayahuasca i think that's another great test of your loyalty to the medicine the more the medicine the more you give to the medicine the more the medicine gives back the more you're committed to your healing, the more the ayahuasca commits to you. Brings more strength, brings more guides. You are building a relationship with a plant that has this ability to open up your consciousness. So, there are many things. Um, to fix, to heal, to cut down. It's a cleansing, it's, it's literally like an oil spill. Or actually it's more, again, it's like something terrible happened and there's, you know, an overgrowth. So, you know, it's, um, it's a very big journey. 
You don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to last. You keep thinking it's going to be over. Oh, I did that ceremony. I had a big exorcism. I'm done. No. It is a commitment to yourself, to your healing. And it's a solitary journey. In the end, I think, when I say solitary, I mean physically, I mean, I think, you know, you have the Shipiba, of course, and you have the ayahuasca, but in the end, I think we all have the intelligence to know and to do this. And this is only my opinion. Again, it's all just my little opinion. What it seems to me is that we have forgotten to trust our intuition and ourselves in all this noise out here. I think we've lost the ability to to know ourselves and to know that we are nature. Again, this doesn't make it any easier by you know, it doesn't mean. But <clears throat> for me, it's been about relying on what is within me in that I will know what to do when it happens. So it's trusting my own intuition, my own nature, my own nature you know can I sell stocks and bonds no I don't know anything about that can I you know build an aeroplane no but this injury or this nature that we are inside has its own intelligence when it comes to all this injury and The thing about the ayahuasca is it gives you access to your own intelligence. And I think that's something that we have gone so far away from. And we don't have access to it. And I think that's part of the overgrowth, right? In ourselves. Is the inability to rely on our own nature to understand. I mean, it's very difficult for me to, some, to speak to somebody else about what's going on because they can't know. I mean, they, we all are kind of like, we're pretty much a mystery to ourselves. So how is somebody else going to understand, right, this mystery? It's a huge mystery. The way I was given access to it was through the ayahuasca. The mystery is unraveled. your truth is unraveled. It is in conjunction with, you know, becoming kind of the, 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 the student of this medicine. Again, I'm not in any way saying I know anything. I just have my own trauma has been you know, um, healed by having access to this medicine. And it's a medicine, it's not a drug, by any, people say it's not a drug, it's a medicine. So,
it's a re <clears throat> it's a retrusting of yourself it's a retrusting of the universe it's a retrusting of your nature it's an entering into a world that's happening at another level another theater um other players the light and the dark are very powerful forces i think they rule the world um and if you were injured early on especially if it's by an adult by a parent that's it's a heartbreak it's a loss it's a disappearing it's a bye-bye it's <clears throat> there is no one you're alone and it's that moment of before and after i think that's i keep going back to it but really that's what it is it's you have to go to the moment the breaker switch was turned off and your soul left or you drowned or whatever you want to call it that is a moment that you have to visit and to get to that moment you will have to cut down everything that you built to refuse that moment and to get to that moment you will have to disband and sever all the ties with the people that you built again to protect or to hide from that moment and you will have to feel again and see again and find your warrior and your fearlessness both in honesty and in courage and you will have to go into the dark it's interesting because i was just seeing um some movie where they were throwing the ashes of somebody into the water and i just thought oh my god that's it you sort of what's the point of everything it's just in the end you're just a bit of ash in the water Cells go on. And energies move through space, right? There's no they can be lodged in a moving piece of, you know, bag of meat or they're just everywhere around you. A visit into the dark. <clears throat> you know, a visit into the creepy crawlies, into the underworld. I think also one of the things that helps, and the way that the ayahuasca works with you, is that you don't know where you're going, but you know, you do get glimpses of the past and of the future. So, if there's a moment when you waver or you doubt, you'll remember that one ceremony that gave you the outcome, right? That says, listen, you're going to come up out of the earth. I.e., you can go in there. You are going to survive this. So it's no mean feat. 
It will demand all of you be torn down. It will demand the greatest courage you've ever known. It will demand a commitment which is relentless. It will get more challenging the deeper you go as you get closer to the site of the injury. And you can do it and it will connect you more and more with your true nature and nature, the thing that we have so lost. You know, do you get that trip to Disneyland at the end? I don't know, I don't think so. But it will bring you home. What does home mean? Love. Back in the flow. Reconnected to divinity. Back in the kingdom. That's the gift. It's up to you whether you want to take that journey. Bye.